All right, everyone, welcome to Death on the Nile. Oh, fuck. I mean, uh, Glass Onion. What do you mean? See how they run? <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome back. Took a bit of a hiatus. A Things bit. got busy. Mm-hmm. What, six long. months, five months. Something around there, yeah. Drunk. How long has it been since our last episode? Uh, uh, three months. I'll cut that. <laughs> You don't even have your phone at the ready. Well, at least have your phone. Can you be engaged, please? Yeah. Could you actually? Can, right can you actually check when our last episode was? Johnny. No, we'll call you John. Johnny. All right. So we have a producer, John, in the studio. Yeah. Uh, he's flown in. Uh, happy to have you here, John, for your third episode sitting with us. I think. Nice. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing Knives Out Two Glass Onion. It's actually Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery. Oh shit. Yeah. Fuck, you always get me on those little subtitles. Yeah, I, know, I do. Um, directed and written by Rian Johnson. Is Rian Johnson is that a name you like to see these days or is that a name you're still kind of uh, yeah, iffy about after The Last Jedi? One of those names that's forever tarnished for me. Yeah. For I don't sure. think he'll I'll ever consider him a great director because of what he did to cinema. Yeah. But But he, to the lay person, he's a big name. But my man, he's he's making up for it. I like mean, he's doing everything he can. Yeah, exactly. And let's not forget Looper, great film. Yeah, I mean, does it hold up? He's been living off Looper for a long time. Yeah, he's been living off Looper for a long time. Got Star Wars off Looper. You can't use Looper anymore. That's true. But he he brought it back with the first Knives Out. Yeah, that's uh, right. Famously, a podcast episode here before and after the movies. Yeah, famously. Um, and here we are back doing the second one. I got a little game for you here. I'm gonna go through the cast list, and you're gonna tell me a movie that each member has been. (laughs) And for the difficult ones, I had to write them down. Sure. Starting with uh, your boy Daniel Craig. Um, Road to Perdition. Okay, next, Catherine Hahn. Uh, Agatha all along. Yeah, we'll take that. We would have taken Step Brothers as well. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Kate Hudson. Um, wasn't she like Dream Girls or something? Like a minor role? Oh, maybe. John, can we look that up? Can we look up Kate Hudson's filmography, please? I was also taking You, Me, and Dupree yeah. or How to Lose a Guy she in did 10 a, Days. What's, um, what's the one she did with Gerard Butler where they are like... He's on the poster just doing his Gerard Butler thing. Oh, it's probably like a dirty rom-com. Next one is Bautista. Um, Army of the Dead. Nice. Ed Norton. Um, American History X. Nice. Janelle Monae. Fa- uh, Academy Award winning movie, Best Picture, I think about two, year, two three years ago, directed is, by Barry is she, Jenkins. Is she in Beast of the Southern Wild? I don't know. But uh, she's in Moonlight. She's in Moonlight. Okay. Uh, last one, Leslie Odom Jr. I have no idea. Hamilton. <laughs> Is yeah. that an actual movie or is it like a live performance? It's a live performance, okay. but it's pretty, it's, it's quite good. Not seen Dreamgirls on here. Okay. <laughs> What's the one so with Kate Gerard Hudson, Butler? not in Dreamgirls. Look around like, Jennifer no, that's not the bounty hunter. Ooh. No, that's, that's Reese Witherspoon. That's Chris Pine. And, <laughs> I sw- oh, that's Matt right. Yeah. And that's with Matt McConaughey as well conspiracy no, something's going on there you mean dupree okay well we got kate hudson down yeah anthony it's been a while so i'd like to get you started get you warmed up with some fast questions hit me please question number Feeling one rusty question number one chris mm-hmm. evans cameo no he died did he yeah i can't remember <laughs> pretty sure he died in his little wool sweater ransom he did die okay thanks john uh question number two what is the glass onion uh it's a metaphor for the many layers that each character has as well as a particular item that has to be used at the end to open a door Okay, I think it is just sheerly a very literal uh, item, like a key. Yeah, okay. That that you peel back and is a key. Uh, question three. Who done it? Give me a uh, name. Give I me a name. Give me a fucking name. I have Kate Hudson. Really? Yeah. I have Ed Norton. 
Oh, you wish. But no, because, you because wish. I, this leads me into my first point, is that Chris Evans was the bad boy hyped up coming into the first one. Yeah. Ed Norton, famously, like, difficult to work with, famously, yeah. like, bit of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's already set up for us. It's true, but I think he's too big. He's too big of a name, too suspect, mm, too much enough. of a suspect. Fair enough. If it's Bautista, I'm not watching Knives Out 3. <laughs> Uh, before we go any further, do you want to do some sideies? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk about some of these films here. Yeah. I know you got a big one. I got a big one. Yeah. Uh, why don't we save your big one for the very end? Sure. You can dive into it. Let's get through some of the smaller ones. Sure. I'm going to hit you really quick with a mini series that I watched. Okay. Yeah. It's called The Patient. Uh, it's an FX show, I believe, okay. with Steve Carell and Dom Hall Gleason. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fucking good. Is it good? It's like eight episodes, half hour long each. Uh, psychological thriller about a psychiatrist who is seeing a patient mm -hmm. and gets kidnapped by that patient oh wow season two or is it just one and uh, done? no i think it'll be a one and done is my guess nice. um, but absolutely on the edge of your seat stuff very clever 7.5 out of 10 nice um he got he just got arrested he gets pulled away in the cop car oh. and marta's drinking her my house my coffee my rules oh that's right uh i watched uh see how they run actually Okay. With Sarah C. Ronan and who's Justin Hammer? What's his name? Sam Army Rockwell. Oh, Sam nice. Rockwell. <laughs> oh, not Army Hammer. <laughs> uh, it's awful. It's, Dude, I'm so rusty. Eh? Yeah, it's not. That movie's not very good. That's okay. all I have to say about it. Right on. Um, I saw the menu. Oh yeah, how yeah. was that? It was. It was a enjoyable film. I really want to see it. Yeah, I'd give it a seven point five out of ten. It's it's got that devilish humor, or yeah. maybe a seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a few little flaws here and there, but Ray Fiennes is just a tour de force, as you'd expect. Yeah, he probably really enjoys that role. Probably eats it, it up. Yeah. Eh? I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> and Nicholas Holt is uh, has a like cheeky good performance. That's in there good. As well. I like to see him doing well. Yeah. Um, I watched actually along with our producer Prey, the oh, yeah. Predator prequel. I did see that. You know, it's got a 93 on RT. Yeah. Did I think it was a 93% movie? No. I was kind of clowning it the entire time, but like you reflect back on it. It's like Interstellar has a 72%. Yeah. So Interstellar so. is better than Prey. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. It's like kind of like cool, interesting action. Yeah. You disagree. Yeah. I mean, there's parts that are good that you can pick out. But as an overall film, yeah, it's one of those movies that has like yeah, little bursts of like, oh, this is picking up now. Like I, I've I've done my part watching the build up, and now mm -hmm. I'm gonna get rewarded, and then it's just oh, okay, we're back to yeah, yeah trudging yeah. around. Um, I saw I'll drop my big one. I've seen Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh wow! Don't really know what to say other than I was just truly blown away. Really, like maybe there's some element if i'm seeing it around christmas time i'm off work so i'm just down you just to like, relax yeah you're down to bit, consume a three hour and 16 minute movie yeah 312 i think it is yeah, yeah. um just flew by like wow like uh john also said when we were watching it he's like almost not sure if there was like another act like another set piece to come just because of like you just the whole time you're doing the mental math in your head yeah exactly like, what, what kind of time are we at here but it just flew by like and then wow. it ended and i was like wow what a great what a great story can't wait to see more Visual effects are truly the next level. Haven't seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, Never been against of, James Cameron, huh? Yeah. Lots of really interesting characters. I feel like he's just getting better, better and better as he gets older. Um, Fuck. I, not, really, I really, I'm going to have to watch yeah, that. I'm sitting at a 9.5. Wow. Um, and I watched a big one. Uh, I watched <laughs> I watched Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yeah. The first MCU movie that I probably won't see in theaters. Wow. A little moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I, can I say about this movie? It's... Uh, it's very emotionally driven and it, it obviously, you know, you have to dance around the topic of Chadwick and it does an amazing job doing that. 
and where it kind of falls apart for me is the is the almost like the forced action right um and i I don't want to spoil it too much for you guys and our listeners but it's like almost it's funny because you know there's jokes about in she-hulk about how they don't want to make formula formulaic marvel movies yeah and this movie is exactly a formulaic Marvel that movie. That surprises me. Cause like, but there are some amazing emotional beats. Yeah. Which is, so. yeah, that sounds like so confusing. Because it's like, if you're, like, what we've been wanting from the MCU is like more emotion, more rawness. And it seemed like they were using a lot more, from the trailers, like a lot more handheld camera and like mm-hmm. kind of letting the actors actually act and yep. just not be surrounded by green screens galore mm-hmm. and. It sounds like they did all that, but then now people are kind of saying, oh, where's the action, though? So, like, is it a little (laughs) bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't? I mean, at this point, Marvel, people are just looking for them to fail. Yeah. Um, They obviously haven't done themselves any favors in Phase 4. That was the the last movie of Phase 4, It was, yeah. Okay. Phase 5 is Ant-Man. Ant-Man, yeah. Ant-Man. What's it gonna be? Ant-Man. So, I mean, definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, I do want to try and catch it before it drops out. Yeah, of it's not going to be the one to like, you know, change your mind. Do you think that just before we get back to the topic here, like the MCU would really benefit from just like lengthening their release dates, like doing maybe two mm. max per year? Because I think they're still at three at the moment. Three and a show or something like that, right? The yeah, shows have dried up, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> we've got Loki season two coming next yeah, year. What if season two? Don't forget about it. That hasn't that already come out? No, it hasn't come out yet. God, it's coming though. Couldn't even finish the first one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I even like went back at it because I was like, oh, I didn't even said it was pretty good. I was like, yeah. Fuck, what is this garbage? <laughs> the last two episodes are good, is what I said. Yeah, um, House of yeah. Harkness comes out soon as well, or whatever uh, yeah. it's called. With Catherine Hahn. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think we're getting too much Marvel. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for us to say, but like you know, you ask like a twelve-year-old album, he probably can't get enough Marvel. So yeah, but even I mean, you look at the. the we're, I think for the first time now, we're seeing the the box office numbers are starting to drop off. Yeah, bit of a falter. And I think that's when they'll start listening. Be like, okay, let's just like spend a little bit less. You don't have to spend so much money making so many. Yeah, of them. exactly. Spend <laughs> half as much, and you'll make twice as much. I bet. Exactly. Listen, Kevin. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. Moving back over to the Knives Out franchise. Mm-hmm. I kind of obviously had a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke there, but what do you think of this whole sort of renaissance of whodunits? And have you seen um, Murder on the Orient Express? or I've Death seen Lino? Orient Express. I haven't seen Death on the Nile. Yeah. What do you kind of think of like, yeah, this just resurrection and who do you think is is winning that battle currently? Uh, well, I, don't, I don't think that's much of a question, but... Uh, well, Knives Out, obviously, but yeah. I really enjoy these whodunit type movies. Um, I I like the I like to like play along and guess along, and I love like I love like a final act flashback reveal. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of those kind of sequences. You're like, oh wow, yeah. oh yeah, and like it's just so enjoyable in the moment. O- oftentimes, we see them unravel when you like think about it. Like, wait, how did this person know to be here at that yeah. point? But at the same time, like I I do love these movies, and I love like. The fact that they have to get ensemble casts so you can't pick out like, oh, the big name actor is that person, right? Yeah. So it's super commendable that like like it's it's harder to make than a regular movie, I feel, because like you can't just follow a traditional structure. Mm-hmm. You have to layer in, no pun intended, all these like little hidden juicy details and kind of outsmart like potentially millions of people who are gonna be watching this yeah. movie. Yeah. And it's like if yeah, you don't want to make it overly complex to the point where no one can follow it and you just get called out for making it too complex. Mm-hmm. You want to lay in enough breadcrumbs that people could potentially 
figure it out as as you go can only imagine how difficult of like a scream and then you got to make an entertaining movie that's got humor and mm-hmm. you've got to give the characters interesting arcs and all this stuff so like i have a lot of respect for rian johnson and how he is like writing and directing these movies mm-hmm. and like i imagine when netflix kind of come in they're like okay we need this like release date so it's like you're on a time limit to yeah, like yeah. conjure up oh i kind of hit a home run with knives out now i've got to like do something even better it's a lot yeah. of pressure. It is a lot guy. of pressure. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the first Knives Out, like, it was kind of unconventional in the sense that we see um, Anna Darmus, like, kill, um, was it, is it? Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer, like, he right away. He her to kill him, right? Yeah. I can't really, I've only seen it the once, so I don't really remember. But it was, it was more like, it wasn't like a lockdown in a room and we have to find the killer. It was like an ongoing investigation. Yeah. It, yeah, but it, there was no, like sense that these people can't leave the room and yeah that's and that was kind of interesting right, right. because you know murder in the orient express is like okay everyone on this train no one can leave yeah see Whereas, how they run is the same yeah kind of st- style this one kind of seems a little bit similar in that like they're on like an island somewhere or like mm-hmm. a, a getaway mm-hmm. what are your kind of thoughts on like the change of like obviously the color palette and like yeah. the location is nice. very different it's very, very bright it's like oh let's yeah, change yeah, up yeah. everything yeah, yeah. what do you good. think that's kind of signifying in this one um that's tough to say because like it kind of leans into my first question is like what brings this group together this yeah the first one it was a family gathering this one they're not going to do family again so i think it's like a, almost like white lotus style where it's like an exotic getaway yeah so you have different conf- um personalities clashing and whatnot so you got the, there's like a poolside scene and stuff like that yeah um so it's less claustrophobic which i like so i guess what i'm kind of thinking is like maybe they're all important people who have been like specially invited to come here and like oh, okay. yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. the reason that detective Blanc is there is either to like play some sort of a game. Like maybe, maybe it's like, like he is an interesting figure that everyone wants to see. So like maybe they're setting up something as like a, a bit of fun. Like, Oh, let's have like a little mystery and we're going to get this like well-known detective to like help us figure it out. But then it like escalates from there. Maybe. Yeah. yeah I actually have that written down in my, oh, wow. my opening scene. Oh, okay. Well, I got a good opening scene as well, but go on. Okay, so opening scene starts with a uh, newsreel of the famous Benoit Blanc case, the first one. Okay. Uh, and then subsequent news show him fumbling case after case after case. Oh. And then we get to like... A bit a, of conflict Yeah, for exactly. So that's like the subplot is like... Turn to the drink. Exactly. <laughs> so we cut to a down on his luck, Benoit Blanc. Um, so yeah, we have the subplot where he's a rusty detective. But yeah, this like rich people, rich group of friends getaway, they want to have a murder mystery. Um, and they hire him just to add to the realism. Right. So it's, so it's, it's, just, like a, it's just like a classic that's costume what I was trying party. To say, yeah. yeah. And then someone actually dies, and now he's here. He's this like shitty detective now. Like that's why Lakeith Steinfield is no longer with him. And now he's right. like, oh shit! Like I have to try and actually solve this. Okay. I don't see them going that far in terms of like deconstructing his character because I think his whole mystique is that like he is so observant and he can figure everything out. Fair enough. Yeah. My opening scene is like he's getting ready to like fly to this place, mm-hmm. and we just see his like really absurd morning routine like how particular he is like a little bit of yoga how yeah. he makes his breakfast like weird fixing eggs. his toothbrush yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like weirdly flexible like it's like, ankles, like around his head or something so yeah that's what i'm going with i nice. think this one i think we'll up the humor a little bit like this one seems like yeah the first one was pretty funny but mm-hmm. i think this one's more like a comedy yeah he's gonna really lay into that accent i think yeah and the third one is like the ice setting where it's like super serious <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I was going to say, what do you think the odds, like, yeah, obviously, what palette are you seeing for the conclusion of this trilogy? Oh, gosh. Well, we had, like, warm and sepia for the first one. This one's bright and sunny. 
of course now all i can think of is it's ice, ice and cold, yeah. so. or volcanic it's one of yeah, the exactly. it's a fire jungle or something like that <laughs> fire <laughs> just think mustafar for some reason um yeah do you have anything um what happened to like keith stanfield i don't know who that is he so. was his assistant no i haven't thought about it so anything i say is just making it up okay fair he's enough. dead <laughs> uh i got a couple predictions here ed norton and kate hudson are uh like a bickering couple okay Catherine Hahn is like a classic inheritance Give lady. Give your boy add a bit more credit than he probably deserves there. <laughs> she, uh, Catherine Hahn's character like doesn't lift a finger. She's got like a maid yeah. who does everything. Um, Dave Bautista is like weirdly effeminate and like so gen- you have I have him as giant. I have him as ex-con. Okay, so he's like immediately the first suspect. Yeah. You think we're getting some Batista range, or are we getting dumb hunk Drax 2.0? It's hard to I've, I've yet to see this Batista range that everyone raves uh, about. It's in uh, Blade Runner Twenty Four Nine. Garlic. Sapper Morton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm a bit suspect. I'll say like one thing going in. I think the cast in the first one was better than from what I've. We don't know. We'll see. But I was more excited by the cast of the first one than I am by this one. Like I thought we'd be getting some like big names. I've written down some like. Names I would have liked to have seen or names that I hope to see moving forward, like Levels. Michael Douglas would be good. Oh, fuck. Halle Berry. Yes. Common, for some reason. Sure. <laughs> Detective. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that'd be good. Ewan McGregor. Nice. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Freddie Highmore. <laughs> big, big, big fan. Get, like, Rami Malek in there. Yeah, Rami Malek. Haley Steinfeld. Nice. <laughs> And Shia LaBeouf. Wow. Could you imagine? Dude. Yeah. Take notes, Mr. Rian. Hey, Rian, there's always an open invite for you to come join us here. Yeah, exactly. Um, Who dies? I've got... Yeah, I've got Kate Hudson as the killer. I've got Bautista dying. Early? Yeah, 48 and then, minutes. And then... Oh, yeah. really? A 48-minute death? Yeah. Not a 10-minute not a death? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I think we're going to take our time with this one. <laughs> I think it's going to be all humor and like... I don't think we're on the island, like, setting up the mystery until, like, 30 minutes in this time. Really? Because I think we're going to get to see a lot more of, like, Blanc's... Like, we're going to get to know him a lot more. Yeah, I, I have that feeling that we're going to get a lot more Blanc. Yeah. Maybe maybe too much, but we'll see. Rowan Atkinson, there's another one. Nice. <laughs> and you just rat race, too. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Green. John Lovitz. <laughs> um, do you think do you think Anna Armas cameo? No. You don't think so? No one from the first movie? No one from the first movie. I think they really want an anthology type. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, Obviously not Blanc. He's not going to die. Do you think it's going to be like tongue-in-cheek? Like, oh, now we're setting it up. Didn't He broke the fourth fall in the first movie, didn't he? I think it's like he never does. He's he's talking to someone, but it's like almost at you. Just like the way they match the eyeline. But I don't think they overtly broke the fourth The stage has been set. (laughs) It's never as good the second time. Exactly. It's time to go for a little swim. (laughs) Oh, maybe someone drowned. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a (laughs) (laughs) spinoff. Do you think, yeah, um, in terms of just like the layer and complexity of like the mystery. Mm-hmm. Like when you go into a movie like this, are you basing your enjoyment of the film of like how surprised you were, how hard the story was to follow, how like, yeah, just like blown away you are by the twist or do you need to see consistent, like, is that not so much as important as like good humor, interesting story? No, no, I definitely want to be caught off guard. Yeah. And you want I, to be able to watch the movie the second time and be like, oh, and pick fuck. things up hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, you got to be just be scanning these movies like as you're watching it the first time, mm-hmm. like just try and call out as much as you can. So that yeah, you can I don't want to be credit. that guy. But. I'm gonna be talking the entire time. 
the um yeah the humor for the first one was something people talked about a lot but i mean yeah it's very that's very secondary to me in terms of what i'm expecting from this movie like i want top tier storytelling and like guessing right. and, and playing along as the audience audience member yeah especially just because like the timing of this coming out like right before christmas like mm-hmm. there's gonna be so many like cozy snowden households just yeah. like borrowing into this movie right now 100%, like yeah. give me a good mystery that i don't see coming that everyone can then yeah this could be the talk of christmas about. dinner yeah <laughs> It really could, man. You laugh, but it'd be like... As if that's like such a highly coveted thing. It is, man. <laughs> Christmas Day movies is a huge tradition. All right, all right. It is interesting how they... I only just really realized this, but they're doing it as like a Christmas release, but they're going like tropical, hot yeah, yeah. weather. Well, they did release it Clever. for a week. It, oh, yeah. It debuted at TIFF. That was a big topic I wanted to bring up. So they, they're trying a new hybrid method release mm-hmm. schedule, so... Netflix, obviously, I think they paid $100 million for Knives Out 2 and 3. 2 and 3, yeah. And I think it was Rian Johnson who was pushing for it. It's like part of the deal would be uh, for these streaming originals, I'll do it and we'll do it here. But we get two weeks of like a limited release in theaters before mm-hmm. it comes to streaming. Yeah, why is that though? I think it's just so like if people who like going to movies can go. And mm-hmm. it's also a big moneymaker, I'm sure, as well. Like. Mm-hmm. Because no, one's, actually, so no only, one's paying yeah. Knives Out directly to see this movie or whoever made it. They're paying yeah, yeah. just their Netflix subscription. That's true. So I think it's a really good way to like preserve that magic of... Because if every movie just starts coming straight to streaming, it's like it's not quite as special. Mm-hmm. Where it's like this kind of pleases both parties. Where it's like, oh, I want to go see this movie in theaters. Yeah. And I've got to... But if it comes out in theaters at the same time, it's like... Yeah, exactly. I'll watch it I just fucking toss it on yeah. at home. Yeah? So okay, I'd be very much that. in support of like three weeks in theaters and then... And then straight to streaming, yeah. Yeah, so I think let's hope that this is really successful mm-hmm. for both the theaters and the streaming platforms, and I'm ready to be blown away. Yeah, me too. Uh, John, you got anything for us? Yeah, so I have a question. How good does this movie have to be for it to repair Ryan's reputation? Like, is it possible with this just one movie? Or do the trilogy overall? Yeah, like, I think obviously he made strides towards that with Knives Out 1. It's he- diff- different movies. Sorry, Knives Out is a different movie from Star Wars. Yeah, but I just said his reputation was in the gutter after Star Wars. He- yeah, but I'll never trust him again to helm an action film. It's trending upwards. You know? Okay, so okay, let me. Let, that's a really good point. Let me put it this way: Say Knives Out Two is incredible. Mm-hmm. Knives Out Three comes up in two years. Yep. Just insanely good. People yep. can't believe this trilogy. Rumors start circulating that um, his John- his Star Wars trilogy is <laughs> back on. Ian Johnson's in, dis- in discussion to helm helm the next James Bond film with uh, Richard Madden. Oh fuck yeah, I'm down. Dude. You're giving it. Yeah, you're gonna give him another chance. The way you played that out for me, yeah. yes, he's definitely earned that. Then yeah, okay, yeah. But he has to. What if Knives Out Two is really good? And Knives Out Three is a bit wobbly. It goes a bit Last Jedi with it. I think there's no reveal of a murderer. The idea of him doing James Bond <laughs> is intriguing, actually. Yeah, I think that's a little bit more grounded. Keep him away from sci-fi. <laughs> it's like visually interesting movies. I watch. I enjoy watching. Yeah. That's fair. Okay, what if he what if he's in talks to bring back <laughs> I don't know. Like start the Star Trek reboot on Paramount Plus. Yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, like I'm gonna watch these movies. Yeah. And and I'm gonna slander him for the pre show. What about Rian Johnson's in talks to direct a new Harry Potter universe film? Oh man. He could do bad <laughs> things with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> so true. David Yates is just like he's whispering in his David ear. David Yates! Somebody said get that guy away from the <laughs> Why does he keep getting oh, this? He's been doing this since Order of the like Phoenix. Six movies. Let me do another one. Another quick two parter. <laughs> he's done three fantastic movies. Another quick two parter. <laughs> 
<laughs> they would do five of the Fantastic Beasts was the plan, oh, yeah. but I don't think so. No, they're done. That that franchise <laughs> is never be dead. another one. Yeah. Oh my god. David Yates, and he slept a little Tarzan movie in there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Has he made anything else? Just Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Came, yes, Christoph gross. Waltz, I think. Gross indeed. <laughs> Oh fuck! You got All anything right. else for us? One more question to ask. Okay. Do you think it's gonna end on a stinger, or and these seeds planted for the next movie, or do you think it's gonna be pure anthology standalone? That's a good fucking question. I think no stinger, but it's gonna be wrapped up, and his next thing is gonna be like a ticket towards the to the next destination. You know what I mean? Like I just said, it's both things. No, no, like no. That's, stinger. that's a stinger. No, a stinger would be like post credit. Okay. So no post credits. It's all gonna be wrapped up before right. the end credits. But that's kind of what um, Murder on the Orient Express did. Okay. Uh, Kenneth Branagh looks and it's like a trip on a boat cruise. Or like that. Batman Begins with the Joker. Yeah, part. exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. Great. That's great. <laughs> I think I'm going with completely closed because I think he wants each one to be super unique. Mm-hmm. But it would be really cool if like because this is I imagine the third one's supposed to be the last one. We'll see if it actually is. Could yeah. be a John Wick four. But <laughs> yeah, like. It- <laughs> It'd be sick if it like just went directly into the next one, like a big cameo at the end, like Shia oh, LaBeouf shows yeah, up yeah. on a train with a hat. I need you, Blanc. Have you seen Only Murders in the Building? And uh, no. it's on Apple TV or FX. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena oh, Gomez. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen the trailer. It's, it's like, really they all good. Live in an apartment man. complex. Yeah, right? it's really good. It's a murder mystery as well. Yeah, it's murder mystery. It's big Renaissance. It eh? is big Renaissance, and I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for this movie. I'm, I'm really excited too. Super stoked. The thing with these ones, like they're just so enjoyable to consume yeah. during the moment, right? We turn out, turn down the lights. Yeah. Maybe have a brew brandy. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's a cozy night in. Let's hit it. All right. We'll see you back here in three, two, one. <laughs> And we are back. Sean Connery. That's fucking brutal. (laughs) That's just strong. Let me try it again. Okay. After consuming a raw glass onion, we are back for the post show. And the taste was bitter. (laughs) Was it? All right. Well, yeah, just saying. All right. uh, We should start this one how we do our usual stuff. Uh, Fuck. Three, two, one, four point five, six. Okay. I hated that movie. Let's dive into it. Yeah, let's dive in. Let's dive into it. Um, this is a, this is a polarizing one because I've I've seen the reviews, I've seen the hype, I've seen you know critics I really respect like Chris Stuckman say he likes it just as much as the first one, even more than the first one. Mm-hmm. Don't know what he's smoking. Love to get some of it if possible. Probably smoking what that guy on the on the beach is smoking. Yeah. Wow. That was that was a brutal watch. For wow. Me. Um, I just found just a few notes I wrote down here. Yeah, just run through them. Found just like the general story and the premise and the characters just shockingly uninteresting. I just yeah, was, I'm here with you on that. Was so excited to to play this guessing game and go back and see all these things, but just none of them felt satisfying when I did go back. I was like, oh, I, I don't know, like mm-hmm. don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. Sure, I didn't know that happened, but now that you're showing it to me, I don't feel like it was clever. I just feel like you just removed yeah. that piece of dialogue yeah. from the scene. I wonder if, because like we were a little bit sleepy, maybe I wasn't. I know our group was, but I was like fired up. I was, I was. There was moments where I was like really excited, but yes, it did start to. It started to like. Yeah, I was like, I'm excited. Come on, yeah, exactly. Thirty-five minutes in now. Let's like, go. <laughs> yeah, 
Brutal. Ryan it Johnson. Wasn't, it wasn't brutal. It was brutal. It was, oh, yeah, well, I got some. I got Ryan some Johnson good stuff. back to his. This is just. This is every. Like, this was just Last Jedi. Oh, Star Wars Dan Boys coming yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like everything he did. I, okay, I'm, I'm gonna really have to nail this, but everything that sucked and that weird, horrible, gut wrenching feeling you got watching Last Jedi. Oh, I know that feeling. I got it in this movie. I was like, "What are you doing to this franchise? Like, stop trying to turn every single thing on its head." The biggest thing I have, if we're gonna no talk emotion. about complaints, is like it was really like silly and goofy. Yeah, it was dumb. It wasn't. It d- Maybe that was the point. Everything is dumb. Yeah, he's a jackass. It's like he wasn't that he wasn't any more stupid than that was like the whole clever thing they tried to do. Was I like, actually really enjoyed that the reveal because everything spoilers was this, the, the metaphor is the glass onion. It has all these layers, but at the end of the day, it's glass. You can see right into the middle. Mm-hmm. So it was like the most obvious stupid yeah. reason was the Ed, reason. Ed Norton plays a tech billionaire, philanthropist billionaire. Yeah, he plays <laughs> he plays an Elon Musk. And yeah. slash Steve Jobs, I even put him in the yeah. Terminal Mac at one point. And the the big reveal is that he's he's just an idiot, like he's really dumb. And I really appreciate that that uh, I didn't it didn't reveal like yeah. someone had to make his puzzle, someone wrote his murder mystery, right. someone did this for him, someone did that for him. I actually really enjoyed that. It's like yeah, I, I see what Rian's going for is like oh for the sequel to the film where I had like the most intricate detailed plot, I'm gonna do the complete opposite. And this time it's like totally not that. I think the issue for me was just that it had no impact. Like, Mm -hmm. and I just felt like all the acting, like for these like really good actors, none of the character. And uh, the argument would be, "Oh, they're not supposed to be likable," but like they weren't likable or dislikable. Yeah, no one. They were just boring characters that I didn't care for. You could kind of tell you knew it wasn't going to be any single one of them. Yeah, okay, was exactly. It did the, and that was the huge issue with the hateful eight, which is another like who done it that I really enjoy. But the problem for me is that the reveal, when you learn, they're all kind of in it together. They're all this gang. Yeah. So there's no satisfaction in like, oh, it's really clever that they all six of these people have different reasons to kill someone. It was, oh, they all just kind of have the same reason. Mm. So does it really matter who pulled the trigger or like who showed up? Like very quickly it became clear that no, whoever they picked wasn't going to like surprise or be clever because they all had. It all made sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not one person stood out. Yeah, exactly. So it just hmm. it just didn't move me. It didn't impact me at all. And that's that's why I give it a, a very specific grade of a 4.5 because obviously if you think of it just in pure, did the movie achieve what it was supposed to do, which was surprise, engage, entertain? Like I did, it didn't really do any of those things for me. So wow. it fails. Okay, well, I got some counterpoints here. Sure. Uh, some solid Craig humor. Like he definitely, we predicted he would lay it on. Yeah. Um, I like I really like like the iPad line. Got me laughing. Yeah, easy, John. They stretch it too far, though. I know, but th- but thoughts on the yeah, iPad? iPad Pro. Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. They had that. They had that one really funny iPad line, and then they had to take it to a second level with the yeah. iPad Pro. Um, Janelle Monae's performance stood out. Didn't stand out for me. I thought she was brutal. Really? Yeah. That's wrong. That's just. Wrong. I just didn't. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't. You know, the the perfectly good person who just gets kind of, like, screwed over. The twin. Are we really doing twins? Is that what we're going to here? Yeah, that's why I said the movie's... It's it's kind of silly. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, MacGuffins. I loved the... Yeah, just, like, that first one. The pilot with, like, the autumn and, you know, the intricate characters and the slow build was so much better than the... 
cheap looking i don't know he went for this weird it was shot really weirdly like you could feel the set in a mm-hmm. lot of instances it was like ultra lighting i feel like it was like all over the place like sometimes like in their eyes and, like, yeah like, lighting was really was really bright yeah. and like the highlights were were all over the place and it red. it just made it not feel like a movie like i wanted to watch a film tonight and i watched like a kind of kind of had that uh snl kind of had the netflix feel to it maybe well little mingling producer it felt super intentional to me though it felt like rian was just like everything i did in the first one i can't do this time it's like you can still make it look good maybe maybe rian should just stay away from the second iteration of a totally it's a shame because like there's obviously like a bundle of talent there it's just like i think he tries to be too clever for his own good (laughs) yeah it's so funny one of the top reddit comments for this uh review thread right now is like the star wars fanboys are going to come and like just shit on rian for this yeah and I guess I'm one. Of, I guess I guess I'm one of them for good reason, John. What did yeah. you think? Uh, I wouldn't be as harsh as Anthony. I think. Yeah. Quick out of ten. I give it like a five and a half. I give him a, a point up for you. Yeah. Yeah. So barely passing grade though. Yeah. Worse than the first one. Kept me awake. Worse than the first one. Kept sure. me awake. Put that on the New York Times review of I, DVD. The first half was really really rough, and then the second half was a little bit better. I sure, like, I'll agree with that. Not much it had no it was two hours and 19 minutes yeah that, that substance thing is interesting because i really like the retelling when they when they replayed the movie right they reshow it i didn't i didn't care for that and but then it just ended so abruptly it just kept doing the thing where it's like oh you see that scene you've seen before and now we just do a focus pull yeah I, I, else love, watching. I love that i know but it's like it was more just him being like okay now we pretended to be drunk so go and like search around and it was, there was no cleverness to it. I don't know. I thought yeah, it was no, just sometimes dull. I did feel like I was like, man, is this is this a movie for children? But then there's a lot of like adult themes and adult tones. Yeah, like, like okay, it's maybe hard, not. It was hard to follow. It was the the opening was confusing and I liked how they all got sent the box and that that was kind of intriguing mm-hmm. enough. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm following. Like I'm not sure who all these people are, but they all kind of show up and Blanc is there coincidentally. Yeah. And then it's revealed that you know, it was kind of a ruse the whole time and Blanc had every intention of going. So I'm sure like rewatching that and seeing him like shake hands with, um, what's the character's name? Annie or Andy? A- Andy. Andy was the one who was murdered. Yeah. What was his sister's name? Helen. Helen. Nice. I thought it like solved the mystery too early too. I feel like it solved it halfway through. Yeah. Mm, that's what the and first the one did though. Like meandering. Yeah. And then Dave Bautista got killed and it was just, it was an old little switcheroo. Like, like with, the lead up. Oh, to- you gave him the glass. Like, the lead up to Bautista getting killed, like, I was in it. I was in it for sure. I think the, yeah. So I was like, like, man, like, why is he here? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm playing the guessing game, right? I'm playing along in my head. Yeah. Like, okay, well, like, what is going on? Who brought him here? Then we get the reveal, we get the replay, and as soon as we get back to present time and we're watching along, it started to go really amiss for me. Yeah. And like, were, all these things that just, like, shooting her pocketbook instead of, and not killing you her. You hated that, huh? Like, what was that about? You say he's this, like, idiot, but he's, like, a, a sick shot. Absolutely sniped her. That's true. And, like, he was pretty quick to cover his tracks and... Yeah, yeah. He had the gloves and then he came out looking all shocked and stuff. Yeah. And if he if he had laid out that fake little murder mystery game, and then, obviously, Daniel Craig was able to just solve it so easily, yet he still had the balls to, like, give Bautista his glass and be like, oh, someone took my glass. And, like, mm. you think you can get that past Blanc? Like, I don't think so. Don't think so. <laughs> um, also, what was the COVID thing about? The the they gun? made the fact no they were like oh it's set in 2020 and yeah. they're all wearing masks and they talk about the pandemic like multiple times. And then they just dropped it the last half. Yeah, it was a bit. It was just a mm, bit of a. I think bit it was of just a, tr- tr- like set red us, herring. Yeah, set us into some realism maybe. 
I had no issues with that. Stupid. A lot of credit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're turning on this movie so quickly. It was yeah. It was I just. I got big problems. Did you know that? <laughs> fun fact: Rian Johnson's original plan was in each installment of this trilogy, he was going to give Blanc a completely different accent and give no explanation for it. And they decided against it. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember in the second one when he had the Indian the German, accent? Yeah. <laughs> They just go completely like offside. Yeah, and it's it's that kind of thinking that I can tell he's. It's just it's yeah. What a polarizing career. It's like, kind of like yeah. every movie he hits me with. I'm like, oh, he's actually like a misunderstood artist. And now I'm just like, he's, this guy's a fucking hack. It's it's a bit like, yeah. It's almost as if he's trying too hard to do something different. Yeah, and it's I I get the pressure's immense. You're sitting, you got the blank page. You're in your little study. I gotta write knives out too. Like. How, so I, I I respect that he's like oh the whole thing, and it, it's ballsy of him to because I didn't even see that metaphor like the glass onion thing, but it's obviously we should have gone into it being like oh okay whatever the most obvious thing is this time is gonna be mm-hmm. well who because I, 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 I did predict the killer you said Ed Norton I said yeah. Ed Norton. I said Kate Hudson would get killed but she got the oh no she was the perpetrator in his like fake game oh no I said she was the killer yeah but she was the killer in the fake game yeah, so yeah. I have a quarter I game. also said Benoit would be there. To like go along with the game, yep. so I, I have both, to. We both kind of said that, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah we do. Good point. Um, I gotta, I gotta know here. What, what's up with all the actor references in this movie? Yeah. Anderson Cooper, Jeremy Renner, yeah. Jared, Leto, Jared Leto, Serena Williams, Serena Williams, Hugh Grant. Yourself. Hugh Grant. No, but Hugh Grant was just yeah. a cameo. But I'm saying like these actors were fucking named. Yeah, even like in That's like so the big weird. moment where he's like, "Use the Renner sauce," and like put yeah. it right in the camera like i can just see ryan johnson snickering at how funny he thinks that yeah, is that's, that was so weird <laughs> i know jeremy renner we're friends and like, like the it. jared leto's hard kombucha like twice they mentioned it that's yeah, leto's kombucha. fuck you jared leto like yeah that's not funny i'm sorry <laughs> that's not funny <laughs> yeah if yeah. you're gonna make a jared leto joke you gotta go like out there and be like you gotta make a morbius joke or you make like a oh <laughs> isn't he the pedophile like you know how jared- <laughs> no, I'm, saying, no, I'm serious if you're gonna challenge him if you're gonna call out Jared Leto, call him out in a way that people are gonna be like, holy shit, they actually said that? No, but you want, if you try, you want to be a joke, you said you want to be funny. No, but I'm saying, like, John, do you know what I'm saying here? Saying. It's like by saying, fuck you, Jared Leto, like, I'm so hungover, that's yeah. a cop out. That's them trying to say you're that's a fucking That's like pedophile in 21 Jump Street. When, yeah, exactly. Right. Make your Jared Leto mad and make us laugh. Be like, oh my God, they actually said that? That's hilarious. Then I could be explaining the joke to you about how Jared Leto does this, this, and this, and yeah. all that and that. I mean, I can understand. Yeah, exactly. I can understand why they, why they didn't. I know. I can understand why they wouldn't, but going the opposite direction is not the answer. For me, like, Knives Out was established as, like, the new, modern, cool murder mystery franchise. Yes. And now you've kind of ruined that with this installment. Yes. You've made it all reality TV feeling. And- 100%. The first one is one that you would sit down and watch and be like, fuck, this is a, good, a good movie. movie. This is yeah. a good movie. Like, I'm in this. Like, this could maybe even get, like... Screen, best screenplay was. Yeah, this right? has its own feel. And it felt grounded. Tone. It yeah. felt real. Like, obviously, it had his Daniel Craig jokes. And they yeah. kind of worked like that silly car chase. But at the end of the day, like, that's a real kind of car chase. Yeah. Where they're driving around in, like, you know, regular cars. It felt like a real cars. proper movie. And, and the, this one, I yeah, you don't have to just, like, do the same thing. No, but it was silly and goofy to the point where yeah, and just we started getting cheaper. bored. Maybe. Yeah. And, like, Gosh. the whole thing where she just decided to, you know, when he, he reveals, he outs Edward Norton. And then... She just like blows up his entire place. Yeah, so I. It's satisfying. Like it's not nothing to do with the. Yeah, it's like okay, like and she just started smashing everything over and over again. I hated how like he just like hands her the thing and walks away. Like, man, like this guy just shot her, and you're leaving. Yeah, 
Right. And your whole thing is, I actually respect that Blanc's boundaries is like, I'm, I'm I, yeah, I get the boundary thing for sure. Yeah. But he, no, but he, he didn't do that. He's like, oh yeah, blow the fuck out. Yeah. Murder yeah but, everyone because like he building. couldn't do it. But yeah, exactly. Like but blowing, it, it. blowing the building up is, is like, it's not the next logical step. No. <laughs> yeah. Like you could, this guy's obviously an idiot. So you can clearly just yeah, go back and surely find you can evidence. outsmart him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just going to commit larceny and blow up the well, at the end she's like is sitting on this i don't think it arson. Is arson 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 like yeah. grand arson there you go sure yeah she, that easily could have killed half the people in there so it's just Everyone. like yeah i don't buy the blanc this brilliant mind would do something like that yeah that because the that clear, there's so much stuff that could go wrong the clear right? thing and the alpha industries like that's not what i, want. I like the burning bad. of the mona lisa to make it full circle so his name does get mentioned a lot that was the one lisa. plot element i did enjoy like when they when he first brought that up and the automatic like i was like oh yeah i was like yeah exactly as it kept cutting back to that i was like there's something interesting going Mm -hmm. on there Mm -hmm. i thought that was going to come back like in a in a way that it tied to the murder yeah but it didn't but it was still yeah it was still creative how they used it to build the tension but i'm I'm clutching at straws here for compliments the um when they're all sitting at the on the steps at the very end and he edward comes out and he's all pissed and they're all like now we're all gonna well and he's just like talking to her he's like are you happy now it's like man like like, I'm going to say it again. Like, you literally just shot this woman. Like, shoot her again. Yeah. Shoot everyone. You're, yeah. If you're going to kill once, you're going to well, kill I again. He, I guess his feeling was that, like, no one genuinely would have known. Or Yeah, but you know, now you're on an island that you own. And, like, yeah. you were a billionaire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. <sighs> Maybe. Okay. Like, that's not a hill I'm willing to die on. But, like, <laughs> there's, like, the danger was not fully gone. But. In the movie, it was. And they, they didn't build that, like, you could have done the whole thing with the island and, like, made that really cool. Like, there's no way of getting out here. Like, mm-hmm. build that phobia. And it just, it felt like no one was really in danger the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like people were in danger, but it, it didn't feel real. Like, the place, you know, when they say, like, great locations, like, feel like a character of their own. Like, I didn't feel that at all with this Greek island. It just felt like a set, like a big movie set. Oh, fair enough. And the Glass Onion House. Just, yeah, it's just silly. your favorite Your favorite character? I mean, obviously, Blanc is still watchable. Oh, sorry, outside of Daniel Craig. Probably Edward Norton. Like, Yeah, he was pretty good. He, I liked the idea of like... I thought Kate Hudson's character kind of, yeah. character was pretty funny. Yeah, I agree. She was good. Bautista didn't really do it for no, me. No, Bautista. He, does he ever really do it for no. me? <laughs> like, the Guardians 1 was a good shtick as, yeah, as Drax for the sure. first time. We love Drax. But that ship has kind of sailed. Have you know? seen Christmas Guardians? No. Yeah, you don't have to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon is Kevin Bacon. That was yeah, all I needed. The, uh, yeah, By the way, the cameo, let's talk about uh, Ethan Hawke really quick. That was fine, but like, what was up with he like... He didn't have a joke. He just literally took yeah. their bags and put them on the boat. The COVID like vaccine thing? Like, <sighs> I was like, oh, that's going to come back. Yeah, what was that? Could we were like, should we rewind it? And then he, he doesn't explain it till he gets to block. He's like, What's this? He's like, Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Man? He's like, oh, you don't need the mask anymore. That was all he said. Yeah, but like, it had no re- relevance for the rest of the story. Yeah, it should have. They mentioned the pandemic multiple times, and I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be like he tried to make a fortune just... during COVID or something like that. Yeah, but that's what Kate Hudson did. She turned for Yeah, that's. I saw the one thing I saw was like, oh, each person's mask like reveals like a critical trait about them, like the fishnet mask and all that. But it's like, is that enough to like inject it into the whole story? Like, not for me. Mm. You don't think so? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny because, like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if you were liking this movie right now, you'd be convincing me. Yeah, I can convince you of many things. I know. I drop that like, rating down. 
yeah what do we say a, se- seven right a seven's a bit of a cop out so it's gotta be a six yeah. or an eight i guess a six because yeah, like more of a six and an eight that's for sure like i'm reflecting on this and like yeah the first was what do we say like an eight or a nine yeah 8.5 probably yeah i just wanted like a grounded murder mystery yeah and i just i wanted i wanted it to be smarter so the thing with these murder mysteries is there's so much timing conveniences and coincidences for yeah. them to all line up and it's yeah it's 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 hard I mean, it's hard to write yeah oh, totally and it's hard to go out on a whim here and just like shred the movie because like i'm sure a Say lot of lying. thought went into it <laughs> But all I'm the all, cast and crew, all the hours put yeah, into exactly. this. But like the reality is, I'm in the minor. I'm in the minority here. Like I'm just checking the the RT right now. 90, 94, 94 and ninety three audience. Mesmerizing. The only time I can remember thinking being this in the minority was the movie Cherry. Have you seen that movie yet? Eh. Tom Holland. Tom Holland and the Russo brothers. Directed by the Russo brothers. Yep. I like finished watching it. Hadn't seen Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like. Literally, like, one tear running down my eye. Like, that was a fucking masterpiece. Look up the RT. It's, like, 43%. That was, like, like, me with King Arthur, dude. Oh, you loved it, right? Like, this movie yeah. is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. What? It's, it's a good movie, theaters It's got, what? like, great storytelling and, like, I love action. Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie's a fucking incredible yeah, director. The way he, he does exposition is amazing. I need to I'll watch that again. Yeah. Because I should. it's the only movie he's ever done that I haven't liked. Yeah. Like, The Gentleman, incredible. Snatch, amazing. Aladdin, not bad. Wrath of Man, meh. <laughs> Haven't seen Aladdin. Really? Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't the Guy Ritchie podcast, but maybe he should. I'm, I'm like, kind of, like, I'm scraping my notes maybe here. Maybe get Guy Ritchie on the third one of those. Kick Ryan what off. What is it? Edward Norton being an idiot was really funny. I said really funny. Oh, God. <laughs> it was funny. You know what? That was funny. Fuck you. Not really. It wasn't funny. And I, I'm a huge E. Norts fan. I know you love Him E-Norts. saying a joke is funny because he's so serious. Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> His weird sex thing when he was like doing that. I didn't like that. Oh. Tell me about whiskey. How good of a character was that? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, You're already forgetting all their names. No, she like Duke. You're really gonna cast Dave Bautista and call him Duke? Da- whiskey was like set up to have like a re- like she she wasn't a character that you hated. Well, she was set up to be the most complex character because yeah, she exactly. revealed herself to be really smart. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like gonna be the person he like latches onto. And they exactly, kind of yeah. Together, but then, but like, even when <laughs> Janelle Monet is like, leave them, you're better than them. I was like, okay, nice. We're going to, like, she's going to start recruiting people to, like, right. join her side. And then Whiskey was like, what? Yeah, she just didn't do yeah, anything. Yeah. She didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> she had, she, you could pluck her straight out, of the, straight out of the movie. Yeah. What changes? Seriously. I'm sure like, there's something. Like, but... like, Kate Hudson, Catherine Hahn, Lamar Odom Jr. Catherine Hahn as well. Like, she like, but those, really those have... characters are set up to not do anything. They're set up to just be <clears> sheep, right? They follow Edward Norton. I still think they should have a critical little piece to play in the chessboard. I don't know if for them, like not pulling a 180 or not having their moment is fine, but this whiskey character was definitely set up to like, yeah, be a, a lead domino or someone yeah, yeah, who, yeah. who sees the truth. And not only did she like not see the truth, they just didn't address it. They, yeah. they, they just like, she just wasn't included in the last five minutes. of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm really disappointed by this one because I've been on a good, good little tear lately. And I thought this would round out the year nicely. And, you know, nestle a nice place in my top five, top ten of the year. But you know what I will say is, uh, we talked about how this movie is going to be like the talk of you know Christmas dinner. Right. You better prepare your argument to slander it because you're going to be going up against a lot of people who probably mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Yeah, I'm going to have to going to have to really do my homework here and be ready to articulate. Uh, yeah, well, I'll... that's 
glass onion yeah it's a shame any other closing thoughts or just yeah it's a shame that the grand return to the podcast had to had to be such a shit film but (laughs) we limped our way back six months later yeah for this (laughs) oh gosh no we'll we'll be back soon i have no doubt yeah uh john you got anything to add keep talking about the daniel craig opening i think that in the tub is the most cringe thing i've ever seen i forgot about it okay yeah so the like um You've been this way for the last six months. We know you're not doing too well. Just like giving off exposition is so clunky. I just hated that. I I didn't like. Yes, we start off with Benoit Blanc, uh, like in the bathtub. You kind of were right about that a bit. Down on his luck. Yeah, down on his. Well, yeah, but he's like playing Among Us, which is like. Okay, we're gonna allow Among Us. They named off like two or three more like popular games. Yeah, they played their like Clue and stuff like that. I I don't. The bathtub scene didn't really. I was that was set the tone of the movie for me. Are you in the bath again? And that was later revealed to be Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. So is is he gay? I think they're like partners, right? He was a chef. He said my chef has this idea of something, and he had like an apron on and stuff. Yeah, maybe huh. it's just like a cute thing they do. I don't know. Don't mind seeing Hugh Grant. Yeah, I guess maybe maybe we can expand on him on his role and even you Hawks know, role like we definitely role. never will. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I read this one. So this might might piss you off. Okay. The the gong that goes off every hour. Oh yeah. You know who voices that? Oh, I did see that. It was Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Because Joseph Gordon Levitt voices a a stormtrooper in yeah. the Last Jedi. Yeah. It's got to be in every one of Reels movies. He's my good luck, lucky Dan charm. Dan Craig was a stormtrooper. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. And this is a reunion of Batista and Craig as well from Spectre or yeah Spectre. Oh God. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't think of that, did you? They dropped the glass, it kind of did the specter. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And then, there were yeah. some Bond-esque shots here. That, yeah, like, and then the score. The music. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was kind of, it was kind of, maybe it was his, his a soft pitch for Rion Johnson's Bond on a remote island. I would not give billionaire. him Bond if, yeah, he's blown that for me. Not a chance. God yeah, knows but, what he'd do to that. But he, like, 94 on RT, he's going to get it now. Yeah, you know Craig will put in a good word with the broccoli exactly. as well. Yeah, no, thank you. Just give Nolan his bond, his one-off bond with an actor. We already got it. We got it with Tenet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm done talking about this movie now. Get me out of here. All right, well, we appreciate you guys for listening. (laughs) And uh, as always, uh, this is Before and After the Movies podcast, uh, featuring our producer in-house today, John Miller. I've been Amon. I've been Anthony. Thanks for listening. Bye.